0: some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equip to Be. Welcome to this episode of Equip to Be. I'm Connie Albers, and I'm glad you're here today. This episode, I want to talk about grief. And the primary reason is I know many of you are grieving. I know God has had me in a season of grieving for a while, and <laughs> To be honest with you, you don't even want to say anything anymore, especially if you've had waves upon waves of, of trial, or in my case, death, or upheaval, disruption. And frankly, that's most people right now. They've had something. And yes, they post great memes on social media, and they're showing you their highlight reels. And to be honest with you, Depending on your season, depending on your age, depending on the level of disruption or grief that you're experiencing, maybe the level of loss, is going to make you process what is going on in your world very differently. And let me explain, as we talk about seasons of grief and the pros and the cons because grieving is a hard thing to do. It's something that many in our society want to just glaze over and pass over and pretend they're fine. And depending on your age, it it might be, because I have found childhood, those that are suffering from grief during their childhood, the loss of something or someone, or as a teenager, Again, the loss of something or someone, maybe it's a way of life, maybe it's a a move from a friend, college kids, the grief they could possibly be experiencing with how their world has changed in the last year and a half or so. As we talk about seasons of grief, I want you to consider where you are. Like, what season of life are you in? Where's the source of the grief coming from? And how are you walking through it? You know, as a 20-something, people are walking through maybe the loss of a child or the loss of a job, the loss of a dream, maybe the longing for something. In your 30s, you're either starting your family or your kids are, you know, at... When I was in my 30s, I had five kids, and life was extremely full. And something happened along that season for me, and that's when I got hit with a an illness. I had stage four Lyme disease, and that Lyme disease caused me to be bedridden, and it really flattened me. I mean, literally, I couldn't do anything for myself. And there was a period of grieving that I was going through because I couldn't do as much as I wanted to do. Well, Frankly, I couldn't do anything. If you're in your 40s, you're hitting the the tween, teen years if you have children. Maybe your career's hitting a, a, a pivot, possibly losing a loved one, a parent. When you get in your 50s, you're facing a different type of grief and grieving process and it could be, again, could be the loss of grandparents and parents. It could be your children leaving. It could be children not turning out just as you thought they might. Because after all, I mean, you poured your life into these kids and you had a picture. And people have often asked me, and I, when I talk about parenting beyond the rules, and so much of it is painting a picture of possibilities. Sometimes the picture gets blurry. Sometimes the picture doesn't turn out at all like you envisioned it. Sometimes there's just changes that are unexpected, deaths that are unexpected, wayward children, as I mentioned. You can't plan for accidents or losses typically. They just kind of happen. They blindside you, don't they? Have you ever been blindsided by a loss or an accident, a dashed dream? a broken relationship, divorce? Have you ever been discouraged because maybe your friends didn't walk with you through the seasons of grief that maybe you thought they would, but when you were at your lowest, they didn't show up? And maybe that compounded it because you desperately wanted somebody who understood you know, to wrap their arm around you and say, it's okay, I'm here with you. But what you find is more isolation. Maybe your spouse doesn't know what to say or do either. And you feel alone, even though you're with someone. You feel misunderstood. And maybe someone's way of trying to encourage you is that pep talk. It's okay. God's got this. It's just a season. You'll bounce back. I'll say, yeah, yeah, at all. Yes. Yeah. How do you like that? Yes to all of it. But it doesn't mean it's not a process. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard or painful. It also doesn't mean you might, that you're going to bounce back in a day or a week. Chances are you're never going to bounce back to what you were. Now, that's not to be discouraging at all. And here's why: God uses that pain and suffering, those trials, the loss, the accidents, the mishaps, the wayward kids, the loss of a loved one. God is using all of those. He's using every one of them to shape you into the person He wants you to be. You know we don't talk about this too much, and oftentimes. We don't know how to talk about what's going on. Sometimes you might feel hopeless. Sometimes you might not feel joy. Sometimes you might not really feel anything because you're just rather numb. You can't even explain it if somebody were to ask you anyway. I know when I had Lyme disease, I just kept pushing through, and with the various trials, that have happened in my childhood and and really every season of my life especially the last couple of years I I keep asking the Lord God are you done chipping away are you done polishing I could I could use a break from being put in the tumbler of life Would you just if you saw fit could you just kind of Is that good is have I learned have I Have I gone through enough? I I get that. I know those are some of the things that I've even wondered. But something that has never happened, I have never not known that God was there. No, I might not be able to rejoice the way I was rejoicing, and you might not either. You might not feel—I've had friends tell me they just don't feel the nearness of God— They have a hard time worshiping. They have a hard time being around people that are happy or joyful because they're just not in that state. Is that you? If it's not, do you know someone who is? Can I just tell you, be careful with the expectations of how you are supposed to walk through a season of grief or loss. Be careful with those X, expe- be gentle on yourself, but be hard on yourself. Now, isn't that an oxymoron? Let me unpack that for a minute. Be gentle on yourself because it's real. What's happening to you or around you, it is real. And you might respond differently than, say, your best friend. And when I say be hard on yourself, I also mean you're going to go through seasons But you gotta get back up. You gotta press through and press on. How long that takes, I don't know. Because it's different for each of us. But you gotta keep pushing. You gotta, you gotta keep trying. And you gotta believe that God is not gonna leave you. But God's using it to shape you, to give you more empathy or compassion, maybe. Maybe to give you more resilience, I know one of the early taglines, a tagline is just kind of like how we, we think about ourselves and how we describe ourselves to others. And I had somebody once tell me that I'm a very resilient person. I get knocked down and I get back up. And I have found that the getting back up takes a little longer than, let's say, I when I was in my 20s or 30s. Mostly because the magnitude of things that have happened or the frequency with things that happen. It doesn't mean that you're not resilient, but it's funny because I always used to be referred to as very resilient and that I would often help people see and discover the joy between the stop and go of life. Because when life is good, we're humming along, we're accomplishing great things, we are uh, life is in, in a good place, our rhythm and our routines and maybe our children or our marriages or our careers or whatever it is, and it's a host of things, boy, there's just like all aligned and running well. But then there's the stops, the stops of, like I said, accidents, unexpected delays, detours, being derailed, getting ill. All of those can do that. You know, here's the truth though. It is doubtful that you will ever see what God's doing when you're in the middle of it. It's usually when you come on the other side. Sometimes you will. You might get glimpses. And sometimes you'll try to put your head down and push through only to find you can't. You can't push through. It's kind of like swimming in the ocean, and I live near the ocean and one of the things that we had to teach our children was how to navigate a rip current. And a rip current, for those of you listening that may not be near the ocean or familiar with rip currents, is it's when the water is, the pressure of the water is so great, it, it pulls you. It can pull you under, or it can pull you out to sea. And you can swim. Oh my goodness, you can swim with all your might. But the force of the water pulling you under or pulling you out is greater than the force you're exerting in trying to swim. And the way that you deal with a rip current is you've got to relax and you've got to just let the water move you until the grip of that force lightens up. And then, You can swim back into shore. You know, a lot of people drown because they're fighting the rip current. They're fighting it. And they get tired and they can't fight anymore. And then they drown. And you know, when grief happens, the wave of emotion, the waves, the force of all that's happening... Can be like a rip current. It can pull you. It it can pull you away from the Lord. It can pull you away from your friends. It can pull you into the depths of despair and sorrow and pain and agony and hopelessness. But if you know and believe in God's truth that He isn't leaving you, that He is with you that this is just a season, you're able to rest. You're able to not feel like you have to push and swim so hard to get out of it. You can just rest and allow it to pull you in the grief part, meaning the tears, the sadness, the frustration, the hurt, the pain. You walk through all those various emotions in a healthy way. And when it eases up, guess what? You're able to swim back in with less effort and greater success. We're all going to suffer, my friends. (laughs) But nobody wants to suffer, do they? Nobody wants to go through the pain, but we do know that God's word is true, and he says that he isn't going to leave or forsake us. That all things work together for good. That even in the midst of our grieving, we can still be a light for the Lord. We can still be an encouragement, even if we are silent. Mostly because people do watch. They watch how you handle it. And, boy, you can be such a source of encouragement for others because you persevered. You can be a source of encouragement for your kids who will one day look back, especially if you're have, if you in the trenches of parenting. Your kids will look back on a season. And boy, when I was bedridden with Lyme disease, my, my kids were little. And I just thought I could just push through it. I could do school. I could, because I was homeschooling them at the time. I could push through. I could keep homeschooling them. I could keep our schedule. I could keep Running the home and running this organization that I was running, and it came to a screeching halt because I couldn't do anything. Literally, I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't dress. I I, I couldn't really do anything. But God used that time in my life, and my kids look back today, and it encourages them because they are all going through their own struggles And it reminds them God was faithful when you had this affliction. God is faithful. It's the same God. God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He he doesn't change. He's, He's still there with us, leading us, guiding us, protecting us. God is still there providing for us, even if we're in seasons of grief. And when they come... You might think you're going to handle certain situations, and you may even feel that you have watched other people go through it, and they've been this stellar example of what it's supposed to be, but you only saw the tip of the iceberg. You didn't really see what they were going through, the work that God was doing in their heart, the heartache, the tears, the pain, the doubt. You didn't see all of that. And that's mostly because we live in a world where people do only show you what they want you to see, and that can be good and bad. We don't really need to see everything everybody's going through, do we? Because some things are private. But it also sets us up to compare ourselves, which we, we all know. God says not to compare ourselves with one another, but because He says not to do it means He knows we will do it. And I can tell you that whatever season you are in, if you have a wayward child or the picture didn't turn out like you thought, or maybe you're facing a divorce or you're newly divorced, or you've got older kids and they've pretty much decided that the faith that you have, well, that's just yours. Or the way that you parented, that just wasn't good enough, or they wish you wouldn't have done X, Y, or Z. I mean, you fill in the blank. I just want to give you this hope that as you are walking through seasons of grief, and if you're not in it now, and you're on a mountaintop, and you're thinking, I can't even relate to you, Connie. Life is so good right now. That's the key right now, because we're either in the valley, climbing up the mountain, We reached that mountaintop and we're looking out at the amazing views, and boy, is life good. And we're sharing all sorts of pictures about that, telling everybody how amazing life is. And then a gust of wind comes, a heavy storm comes, and you start to slide down the mountain. And on your way, you're tumbling getting some bumps and bruises along the way figuratively and you find yourself back in the valley. A slug, you know, just kind of like trotting through the mud thinking oh how wonderful it was when I was on the mountaintop. Yeah, it is. It is amazing when we're on the mountaintop and how good of the Lord when He gives that to us. But we don't live on the mountaintop because it's on-the-mountaintop experiences aren't what makes us strong, isn't what grows us, isn't what grows our faith, our character, perseverance, determination. It It isn't what gives us that ability to press forward. It's in the journey as we are facing hard times. I was recently at an event and Uh, This speaker had made a comment about how children need to face impossible tasks. And in so doing, they learn valuable skills. They learn to be resilient. They learn confidence. They learn determination and perseverance. And they also learn the agony of defeat Or they learn the joy that comes of of accomplishing something, very difficult. But as we are are parenting our kids, you and your kids, your family, you're going to go through ups and downs, through peaks and valleys. The goal is to go through them together. Not necessarily share all of your, your thoughts and feelings, but knowing God has a plan and a purpose. God has a plan and a purpose. He's not going to let it be wasted. You might waste it if you're not listening, if you're not leaning on the Lord. But if you lean on the Lord, if you know that His desire is for your good, if you are leaning on the Lord and you know He will never leave and forsake you, if you are leaning on the Lord and you know that you are going to come out on the other side, more refined, more equipped, more prepared, stronger. Then when you go through them, you come out on the other side, praising the Lord, and your kids learn how to walk through grief and storms. So just remember not to compare the grief, the trial, the, the season, to someone else's, and that every stage of your life is going to be faced with different types of grieving. That's part of living, but that doesn't define you unless you choose to not get up, to not find the joy, to not push through, to not rest in knowing that God is still there, and he hasn't left you, and he isn't going to leave you. And on the other side, he gets the glory, not because of your ability to process grieving, but because of your ability to trust the one who is providing for your needs. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you. I'd love to hear from you. I appreciate how you guys have have been there and stuck by and tuned in and told your friends. We're so grateful for you at Equipped to Be, and we're here with you walking this crazy journey of life together because we are equipped to be a doer of God's word. Whatever that season looks like, whatever trials fall upon us, God is still faithful. See you next week.